Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Friends forever. Yo, this is the fantasy. Best friends forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on? Not much, Greggy. It was a great time down in Myrtle Beach. I had to get that out of the way before the football season started. It was, uh, you know, my last hoorah before we dive in and really, you know, this is the last go before all all of our drafts, before the football season where we're going to be grinding nonstop. So it was fun. Very eventful weekend as well. Yeah, I mean, it was a good time. He, very eventful. Of course, weekend. yeah. I mean, the this flex dude, draft was this weekend. It was great, dude. So, it was a great weekend. So this dude walks back from vacation <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon. I'm sorry, overnight Saturday. He's like, "Hey guys, I'll see you tomorrow at the flex draft. We're gonna go over the draft. We, we you know, in depth. We're gonna go over all the training camp notes. But we're gonna start with the big news, right? So this dude walk in the middle of the night. Not middle of the night. Like that night, he says, "Hey guys, I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, also, I'm proposing tomorrow." And we're like, "What? <laughs> Wait, what?" And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm proposing tomorrow. And it wasn't like this, I don't want to put words in your mouth or thoughts in your head. It wasn't like this long, drawn-out process. Like, Frank had mentioned to me a couple of times, like, man, maybe I'll do this. Man, maybe I'll do this. But, like, he still had to talk to his now fiance's parents and, and family and, like, come up with an idea of how he wanted to propose. And then it all happened on Saturday, Friday into Saturday. He's like, I'm doing it. And now you sit here an engaged man. That's right, Greggy. Honestly, you and Nando were kind of like the last push for me because when we went out uh, last week, uh, our farewell to Nando, yeah. you, know, you guys were like, you know, what are you waiting for? Like, you, you have the ring. I've had it since March. She That's showed right. it to me. She's like, hey, I want this. I went back and got it. So yeah, I was just yeah. waiting for the perfect opportunity. And it came. Five-year anniversary. I was like, all right, why not do it now? Like, there's no reason to delay the inevitable, right? Like, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. And That's she, what I did. And she was hysterically happy and yes. called call her parents <laughs> right away and stuff. And Yes. Uh, Saturday was a jam-packed day. Like, I woke up early, had to go get, like, flowers for her mom, like, a bottle of liquor for her dad. It's, like, Polish tradition. I had to go ask. And then once I got there, they're like, why are you here? They were super <laughs> confused. And uh, even after I did it, they're like, we didn't think young people would do this anymore. Like, they just really didn't expect it. So, yeah, it was a jam-packed day. Uh, asked them. Went out to the city, did right. the flex draft with you, right. went back home, uh, pulled off the proposal, and then went out to eat and dancing. Celebration? It was, it was a good weekend. It was a celebration? It was a great weekend. That's awesome. Um, Frankie, it's, it's, everyone in the chat, watch, everyone listening. <laughs> Woo! Our engaged Frankie Stample. That is absolutely awesome. Uh, I did ask him the wedding. He's not scheduled, but uh, all of you watching, listening right now, he's assured me you'll be invited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. It's, 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 it's Polish tradition. The, the listeners, you the watchers. Everybody. Exactly. Yeah, invite everybody. There a thousand people. There you go. We're going to make all the food ourselves. What are you waiting for? 
What are you waiting for? On the show today, uh, we're going to go over the lesser part of Frank's day, uh, which is the Flex League draft. We're going to go over where the experts are taking certain players. We're going to hit on all the major training camp news that, are, that is broken today and is broken over the weekend. Frank, um, anything from week one of the preseason, I'm going to give you an opportunity to opine on because, of course, you weren't here last week. Yeah. So you missed, obviously, all of that. I know you were staying abreast. Um, but I want to give you an opportunity to talk about any of that. And cut up a little bit later on, uh, we too, much like Corey, have a GST league, and we will make our selections. Uh, Frank and I are sharing a team, Team BF who would have won a championship last year if it wasn't for Jarvis Landry. Um, but, you know, we're, we're back for an action. I'd say this is the better league. I was looking at some of the talent that was on that. Probably the better league. Yeah, I mean, we're a part of it, well, obviously. Agree. This is the Superstar League. Yeah, for sure. So, we're going to do that. We'll go from 12 to 1, just like Corey did. We'll do that a little bit later on in the program. Uh, Frankie, before we begin, what's today's stat of the day? Yeah, so I tweeted this out over the weekend, drink, that... Through the first nine weeks of the season, when Dak Prescott had Ezekiel Elliott in the lineup with him, he was the QB4 at that point. He was outscoring Tom Brady and Cam Newton. Guys who we are drafting, you know, as top three, top four quarterbacks, maybe, you know, rounds six, seven, you're getting Dak Prescott for nothing right now. He goes undrafted in a lot of drafts, you know, 16-team drafts. We just did one this past weekend, the flex draft. Dak Prescott went undrafted. I feel like he's being a little bit underappreciated this year. I think he's a fine QB, too, if you play in a super flex league. And even if not, you know, we'll talk more about this once we get into, like, position strategy. But something that I'm going to do more of this year is I'm going to take a veteran and I'm going to pair him with, like, a young upside quarterback and then just kind of, like, play the matchups and hope that one of those guys either breaks out or, you know, you get that safe floor of a veteran and then you have that breakout ability from you know, the young upside quarterback. And I do think that Dak Prescott is in that category. So, you know, if you can end up with Dak and, like, Phillip Rivers in a super flex league or even in a one QB league and play the matchups, I think that's a great way to go, Greg. Yeah, I, I think so, too. We talked about that a lot with Ray Summerlin last week. Marcus Mariota, Dak Prescott, two guys going essentially undrafted now that are not costing you anything to be your starting quarterbacks, plural. Yeah, I know a lot of people are worried about Dak Prescott's weapons. He doesn't have Jason Witten anymore. He didn't two years ago either, outside of Jason Witten. Yeah, but, like, why isn't why is Des Bryant not signed on a team right now? Like, he wasn't great this last is, year well, anyway. This is, my, this is my point. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, so it's like, it, it kind of goes to what we said about Stafford after Calvin Johnson retired. And don't get me wrong, Calvin Johnson was amazing. But we all had the suspicion, and I think it kind of came true, that once Calvin Johnson retired, Stafford got better. It was addition by subtraction because he didn't have to just zone in on Calvin anymore. He can, you know, really read what defenses are giving to him and, you know, go through his progressions. He doesn't just have to zone in on one guy. I think that's similar to Des Bryant. And I know, I feel like uh, the Cowboys management has come out and said this, that they think Dak Prescott will be better this year because Des Bryant isn't on the team. You don't have to just force feed one receiver anymore. And they have Alan Hearns, who I think is a competent NFL receiver. Michael Gallup, a guy who scored a touchdown in the first week of the preseason, looks pretty good so far. And then they have a few young tight ends. Ezekiel Elliott's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. He has a safety blanket in Cole Beasley. So I think it's all there for Dak Prescott you know, to be serviceable once again, and I think he's being underappreciated. Listen, I think what you're going to see in 2018 is a lot of what you saw in 2016. Rely on Ezekiel Elliott and, you know, major contributions from Cole Beasley, who I yep. still like. A little bit from Alan Hearns, a little bit from Michael Gallup, a little bit from Terrence Williams when he gets healthy, and that's it. Like I, I don't know that any wide receiver on Dallas will be worth owning outside of Cole Beasley. I, I think we're going to see a, a big step from him, but Dak Prescott, I believe you'll see him running more, 
You'll see him be more accurate. I expect a nice year from Dak Prescott. Yeah, that's exactly it, too. We don't, I don't think we talk enough about the rushing production that you get from Dak. And while it's hard to predict rushing touchdowns, we saw it with guys like Kirk Cousins, the same system year in and year out. He would score at least four rushing touchdowns every single year. I think Dak Prescott's the same. Once they get near that goal line, inside the 10, inside the 5, you know, they're going to call some like quarterback draw plays where he runs it in. Like He's going to have opportunities to score some rushing touchdowns, plus he can make plays with his legs once he gets outside the pocket. I think that only helps you know, his floor for fantasy purposes as well. 844-843-6879. Before we move on to our Flex League recap and the training camp notes, I want to get to you on the phone lines. Let's start with PJ from Columbia. What's going on, PJ? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How's it going, man? It's going good, man. I got a question to ask. Yep. When you have a, a big piece of the offense returning like a Dalvin Cook, yep. do the surrounding pieces, do they drop down or do they – do you think their numbers going to increase like a like a digs in the feeling? Would, would they have a positive effect on him on them, or would they have a, a negative effect on those two receivers? So I think it's I think it's a great question, right? When and I think we look to Pittsburgh for that answer because when you have this massive piece returning or just an, adding a massive piece to the offense, what about the guys that stood out last year, right? What about the big pieces? Feeling and Diggs are they affected at all by Dalvin Cook returning from injury? I would say no. I think they're adequately ranked where they're being drafted right now, which I've seen them go consistently in the third round now. Uh, and look, if you look at what their running backs did last year between Latavius Murray and Jerick McKinnon, if you just combine those numbers and expect that kind of production out of Dalvin Cook, like Latavius Murray was a very serviceable running back last year, and so was Jerick McKinnon in his role. So if Dalvin Cook really just takes over what both of those guys did last season, I still think that there's enough to go around for everybody in this offense. The reason I've kind of shied away from drafting those Vikings wide receivers in the third round to this point is you don't really know who's going to be the go-to guy for her cousins. We'll watch preseason, and yes, he threw a touchdown to Stephon Diggs. He threw a nice uh, bomb down the field, which Stephon Diggs caught, and then the next play, he threw a quick slant and scored the touchdown. But I don't know that we know right now, week in and week out, who is going to be the go-to guy in this offense Outside of maybe Kyle Rudolph, I think he might be the most consistent guy in the passing game. It might be one week Stephon Diggs has a big game. It might be one week Adam Thielen has a big game. But to answer the question, I don't think Dalvin Cook returning affects the passing game whatsoever. Absolutely love Kyle Rudolph. And I listen, I like both Diggs and I like Thielen too. But I agree. Dalvin Cook doesn't do anything. Jarek McKinnon was serviceable. Certainly Latavius Murray was serviceable as well. Um, So no, I don't think Dalvin Cook's return um, hurts the value of a Thielen or a Stefan Diggs. Let's continue on the phone lines, and let's go to Sean in New York. What's going on, Shawnee? Hey, guys. What's up? What's that? What's happening? What's your question? Uh, I just got some uh, fantasy uh, advice I need from you guys. Uh, I'm in a 16-team league, uh, pretty deep. So uh, I know there's a lot of running back committees this year. Uh, there, there's only like four or five bell count running backs. Yep. Is there uh, any running back I should target uh, that is not in the first round? Should I? I know it depends on where I draft, um, but should I take a high wide receiver first and then go, you know, maybe a, a Royce Freeman, a Ronald Jones in the second round? So you're not going to take those guys in the second round. Those are more. Those are picks you're going to talk about in the fourth, I would say. Um, I mean, in a 16 team league, they might push into the, the third. third. Like Royce Freeman might right. push into the third. Right. But I'm, not, I'm still not thinking. Do you, do you know what there. your draft pick is yet? I think I'm 12th. All right, so 12th out of 16. Look, I'll say this. If one of 
uh, Melvin Gordon, Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook, one of those who I expect to be workhorse running backs, even Leonard Fournette in that category. Definitely Leonard Fournette. Um, if one of those guys fall to you at 12, I have no problem taking one of those, and you really kind of secure your, your bell cow running back. But again, what's up? Corey, Corey Parson was telling me that if I'm the, you know, pick one through eight, that he would take uh, a running back. But eight through 16, in the second half of the first round, he would take a high-end receiver for uh, production, and then I could go get a Freeman or a Jones in the second round. That, that's what I'm looking for for some different, you know, perspectives. It's interesting that you guys differ on that. Yeah, we're, we're giving the different perspectives. Because I agree with Frank in that you're going to take the best player available. Like, I know it's a 16-team draft. It right? depends on format, six, too. Like, is it standard PPR, or PPR? Right, right. Standard, no PPR. And I'll take the running back. Take the running back. I don't care back. where you're drafting. You got to take the running back there. Yeah, like, at we, pick we, 12, we I'm were in the non. Listen, and this is a good chance for us to get into our draft over the weekend, Frank, because we were in a non PPR draft. And as I pull up the draft board here, over the first 12 picks, 10 of them were running backs. And then you go over the next round, there were only one, two, three, four, five, six. The next six were running backs also. So of the first 24 picks, 16 of 24 were running backs. Yeah, and a lot of guys got pushed up the board, and it pushed a lot of wide receiver value down the board. So you take that workhorse running back at pick 12, regardless of who it is. I'll say this. If Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, if that whole group is gone, Melvin Gordon, Kareem Hunt, I'm not going to like pull Devontae Freeman or Jordan Howard into the first round there at pick 12. Like That is a no-no. If so, one of these, so, so I kind of disagree with you. In the 16-team yep. draft, you're not going to get your shot, most likely, at Devontae Freeman or Jordan Howard. You're going to have to probably take them. In the, and I think I would in this 16-team format because the wide receiver that you're going to miss out on, who is Odell Beckham, DeAndre Hopkins, potentially, to pull up a Devontae Freeman or a Jordan Howard. Instead, you'll get a guy like an E.J. Green or Stephon Diggs. I'd rather do that than have to worry about the running back that I get back that might be Derrick Henry, Derrick McKinnon. If everyone is going running back heavy, that means someone's going to get pushed out on the board. Like we're going to talk about, Michael Florio had pick 12. He ended up taking Odell Beckham and DeAndre Hopkins. I think if I'm there and those workhorses we mentioned are already gone, I'm going to take one of those wide receivers. And then in round two, uh, in a 16-team draft, I'm hoping I could get one of Joe Mixon, somebody like that. Um, but in our league, that didn't even happen. Like He went in the middle of the second round in a 12-team right. draft. So, so it's going to be really close. Yeah. But I, no, I just... I myself wouldn't be able to pull Jordan Howard or Devontae Freeman up the board that far just because of position scarcity. I'm still going to take uh, what I think is Odell Beckham or DeAndre Hopkins. That, to me, would be the best player on the board at that point. I can't just look at position scarcity that far in a 16-team league. I'm going to take the best player available. When we, wa- when we walked out of this draft uh, on Saturday afternoon, to us, the biggest take... I shouldn't say I don't want words in Frank's mouth. But to me, the biggest takeaway was, like, wow, I get it's a non-PPR... But these running backs are absolutely flying off the board, uh, especially with Darius Geis' injury. You, you knock him off a peg. And, and to see a guy like Joe Mixon go right in the middle of the second round in just a like 12-team league, I was stunned by that. Like, I understood um, the person, Dane, actually, had Antonio Brown from the first, so he needed a running back, and the running backs were going quickly. I was shocked to see him go where he was. I was shocked to see uh, McCoy go in the second round after the trouble that he's had. These running backs are absolutely flying off the boards. Jay Ajayi goes in the middle of the third. Uh, Lamar Miller goes in the middle of the third. Like, what is going on? And... I took a running back. I had six pick. I took Saquon Barkley in the first round, and then I just followed my board, and that led me to Devontae Adams, and it led me to T.Y. Hilton, which is a great start. I'm thrilled with that. But 
unfortunately, the wide receivers throughout this draft were the ones that had the value. So I got three players that I have marked as a wide receiver one in Adams, Hilton, and Larry Fitzgerald, I think my 12th ranked wide receiver. And because of that, my third running back, unfortunately, is whoever the Colts start, Naheem Hines or Jordan Wilkins, uh, pending Marlon Mack's injury. That's where I struggle. I'm like, wow, I just keep taking value, and then I wind up with no third running back. Yeah, and I kind of did the opposite because I just yeah. took a bunch of running backs and I, I really wanted to hoard them here in this non-PPR format. I saw the way that they were flying off the board and, you know, both times, really the second and the third round, I felt like that was the end of a tier coming. So I took I took Kareem Hunt in the first round to pick eight and then I took Jordan Howard in the second and then Alex Collins there in the third. I will say I do somewhat regret not taking a wide receiver in the second round. I had my choice of Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, A.J. Green. Yeah. I think I was able to piece together wide receivers. I just took a lot of high upside shots. But something I'll continuously say, especially in non-PPR, I think it's easier to find breakout wide receivers on the waiver wire rather than finding those workhorse running backs, which I do consider guys like Kareem Hunt, Jordan Howard, and to some extent Alex Collins. And that's why I really regretted my decision taking Larry Fitzgerald in the fifth round. The thing is, I thought the value in the fifth was incredible. Like it I, was. I, I and I would have taken him two picks later if he was still available. And Dane well. was going to take him one pick after me. And yeah. I thought there was no way Fitzgerald should be there. And I looked at my board, and there were a ton of wide receivers that I could have had my, as my wide receiver three that I would have been thrilled about. And then just two or three running backs that I really wanted my RB three. And ultimately, even though my brain said take this running back, I could not leave the value on the board with Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, and that's why I ultimately took him. Was it the right decision? I don't know. But we'll figure it out. Uh, more from this draft, a draft order coming up, and your calls right after this. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Reminded me of what I did over the weekend at Flex Draft, which, by the way, great time. Jake, uh, Jake did a fantastic job setting everything up, uh, and it was awesome. But it was very serious in that room, Frank. Like, way too serious. It's it, the draft started at, at twelve thirty Eastern, and we're sitting there, and everyone's just like on their computers, like all stoic and very, very serious. And I was like, "What is going on?" So I just started playing some music, and I some people laughed, some people gave me some horrible glares. Jake's death stare was well worth it. Well worth it, yeah. yeah. And then I decided to listen. Everyone's so serious here. Every time I pick, I'm gonna play some music. And I was all over the map. Some poppy stuff like umbop, uh, some country music, some uh, rock and roll, some rap. I was everywhere. Think there was some Taylor Swift in there. Yeah, of course. Some classic Greg Sussman pop. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. Look, I have no problem. Obviously, look, we're best friends forever. We're gonna tell it like it is. Um, I like the flair that we bring to the draft, whether it's you know at a GDD auction where we're just randomly screaming stuff out. We're trying to have a good time, man. Fantasy is about having fun as well. That's what you need the, to remember. Or the GST draft, we yeah. would say F Scott with every pick we had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So look, it was a good time. I have no problem with you 
um, playing the songs. Maybe you know we didn't have to wait for like a certain part of the song to come because obviously we want to keep the draft moving. I was. But I have no problem with you playing. Listen, more. I was not waiting for a certain part of the song. No, nah, there were. No, there were a few times not. where you would play the song and you'd be like, "All right, guys, we got to wait until like the chorus hits, or and then beat, I'm going to draft or a beat drop." Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, uh, but, the, but there were some times where I was getting yelled at for taking my time because I wasn't sure I was going to draft. Like things happened, to, and they're like, "You better not be picking a song." Like, dude, I'm literally look at my computer. I'm looking, researching, yeah. just shuffling. Yeah, just hit shuffle on the iTunes, right? Yeah, like, I, I don't, you weren't actually picking songs. No, I was. All oh, right, no, I was for sure. <laughs> and there was only one time where I really like could not find a song, and that that was, that was my problem. But the other times, like. When I really needed a third running back, I got sniped back to back with Dane and Frank each choosing Carryon Johnson and Jamal Williams. Uh, so that's what really hurts. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Uh, let me go back to you. Let me go to John in New Jersey. What's up, John? Hey guys, what's up? Um, welcome to the twenty eighteen season. You guys helped me out a lot last year, so I want to give you guys props, big ups for that for sure. All right, cool. Thank you, man. What's up? Um, so I, I just had a quick question. I mean, I'm, I'm sure this has been a really uh, uh, frequent question, but I, I got uh, pick number five overall in a 12-team PPR. Um, I'm at the conundrum of whether I should pick pick up AB or pick up one of the, the stud running backs at that point. Uh, I've done a couple mock drafts, and I know they don't always turn out the way, you know, obviously people auto-pick and yep. stuff like that and don't pay attention. So, um the last mock draft that I, that I did, I picked up AB with that pick, and uh, I ended up around, you know, on the second second round and on the third round turn, I ended up with um, Jarek McKinnon and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so I'm thinking, like, is, is, is that a, a good strategy to go with, is to pick up AB and just take them at number five and then try to get those second and third round uh, running backs? Hey, thank you for the call. I've consistently said at number five for me is going to be Antonio Brown. I've stood solid on that. Maybe in the non-PPR, you can make an argument to take Saquon Barkley as long as he's healthy. Um, but for me, it's still going to be Antonio Brown. Yeah, I think even in PPR, I think Saquon Barkley is very much so in the discussion there with the fifth overall pick. As long pick. as he's healthy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he left practice today. Uh, they were wrapping his leg. They, they said they don't think it's anything too severe right now, but I'm sure they, the Redskins said that about Darius Geis as well. So uh, well, Darius I, Geis was the one that was like, all's well, all's well. It, yeah. It was not all well. And, uh, yeah, well, that was crazy. So, I mean, you have to weigh it. Like, if you take Antonio Brown in the first, what running backs are you going to end up with? Two, three. I mean, Jarek McKinnon, another guy who's banged up right now. We don't know the extent of his injury either. MRI is clear. Uh, MRI, it's, yeah. It's a muscle strain. Um, they're banged up, the, the Niners, but yeah. I think McKinnon should be okay. But this, to me, was a reminder, like, this dude cannot hold up for 16 games getting, like, 20 carries a game. It's not going to happen. Yeah, for sure. And that's what we've consistently said. I will say one thing. You got Christian McCaffrey in your mock draft in the third round in a PPR. I don't think that's happening. Okay. If you could start Antonio Brown, Christian McCaffrey in the second in PPR, I have absolutely no problem with that. Is that better than Saquon Barkley in the first and one of, like, A.J. Green or, like, Devontae Adams in the second round. I think it's close, but I think in PPR, fifth overall, I'm taking Antonio Brown. I'm with you, Greg. Let's go back to the phones, 844-843-6879. Matt in Oklahoma, you're up next. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys, I love the show. Thanks. You got it, Matt. What's up, man? I have a 10-team, two QB, one point per reception. Uh, you get to keep two, two keepers. And my okay. keepers are Ezekiel Elliott in the fourth round and Keenan Allen in the fifth round. Okay. Sh- should I go... Should I take a quarterback early because I got value at them keeping them? Uh, to, to me, the, the answer is yes. And that's kind of it. Like, it's a two-quarterback league. 
He's got Zeke in the third. He's got Keenan Allen in the fourth. So you have an RB1. You have a wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, go out and get your QB one. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know more how your league drafts, especially in a 2QB format. If the quarterbacks do start flying, I have no problem using one of your first or second round picks to guarantee getting uh, an elite quarterback, an I elite think, level quarterback. So you're, I, de- you're definitely using your first round pick on a quarterback? I'm definitely. I don't know where you pick, yep. but I'm definitely using one of my first or second because you have to remember, you don't have a third yep. or a fourth or a fourth or whatever it was, a fourth yep. or a fifth. You don't have that. And because of that, you may, if you don't have a quarterback in the first three rounds, you have another three rounds to go. So I'm absolutely using a pick in a two-quarterback league, 10 teams, absolutely. Yeah, uh, definitely one of the first two rounds. I agree with that. If you want to use your first-round pick to make sure you get one of Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Cam Newton, I have no problem with that. I would say since you have the keeper, you have to give up the, your fourth and fifth-round picks, I will say the first three rounds, I'm probably ending up with one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver. And then when it comes back in round six – Yes, it's later on. That's when I grab my QB, too. I fine think with that. you'll be fine because you could pair that with the elite guy. Whether you get, you have to remember, it's only a 10 team league. So in the sixth round, you'll still end up with maybe like an Eli Manning or a Mitchell Trubisky, even like an Andy Dalton, someone like that. And if you end up with someone better, like a Dak Prescott, then you're absolutely fine with that, too. So first three picks, I'm taking a quarterback, maybe a running back, wide receiver in one of those two rounds, two, three. And then you have Zeke and Keenan Allen in the fourth and fifth. I, I think that's a perfect way to start it, Greg. 844-843-6879. Malik in Arizona, you're up next. What's up, Malik? Hey, fellas, I got a question about PPR. Sure. Uh, so I'm in a 12-team league. I'm in a 12-team league, and uh, we get to keep two. So there's four guys that I was looking at to keep. But I think I narrowed it down to three. So I just have a question about that. The three guys are OBJ, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, and uh, Melvin Gordon. And I figured that the, the consensus would be to keep Elliott and OBJ, but I just wanted to check in with you guys about that. And also one last thing, uh, Frank, are you going to do any PPR uh, videos as far as, you know, when you pick from number one, number two, number three, like you did before with the regular standard draft, because those were outstanding. And if you can do PPR, that'd be incredible. Yeah. So just, I guess an aside, something I should mention at the top of these videos is anytime if we don't mention what format we're doing, the default is half PPR. That's what we automatically default to. I think that's becoming more and more of the standard in fantasy football. So I automatically mock and do those videos to half point PPR. Uh, But if you guys really want, I could do a full point PPR one. If that helps you out more, just let me know what draft picks. I know I did a lot of those last month, so I might start doing like redux videos like redoing them now because a lot has changed a well, lot of I, those videos i'm taking darius guys sure someone well, who's out for the season finish so. the 12 first yeah i probably should finish the 12 but just to let you guys know i automatically default to half ppr and to answer your question i would start ezekiel elliott and odell beckham i don't think it's much of a question uh melvin gordon we do like him a lot but i think you start with that balance that uh, elite running back elite wide receiver i love starting there zeke and obj all right, there you go. They're, awesome, they're, thank you. Yeah, we appreciate the call. We appreciate you watching as well. Uh, let's do another call. Let's go to John in Pittsburgh. What's up, John? Uh, hello, guys. Thank you very much for taking my call. You got it. Um, the question I have, this is a Dynasty League, uh, 12 people, PPR. I had the 1.6 to 1.7 pick. How it went was Barkley went first, and then the five quarterbacks went. Sam Darnold. Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield, sorry. Josh three. Allen. Or, I'm sorry, that's three, yeah. And then it went Penny, and then I had the, the next two picks. And I, since I like Geist, 
I took them there because, like I said, it's a dynasty league. And who would who would you took there? When was was the draft before or after the injury? It was the uh, after. So I wouldn't have taken Geis because I understand it's a dynasty league, but you torn ACLs are very unpredictable. I mean, we we get it that technology is so much better and rehab is so much um, more detailed. You know what you're getting. You should be fine. But I'm not going to be able to take a player coming off a torn ACL without ever seeing him play a game. It's not. It's. I hate using that. Never played a game before, but he's never played a game before, and he tore his ACL. Um, he also might have torn his MCL. That's a lot of damage in that knee. I could not have pulled the trigger there, in all honesty. Um, so for me, if I had your pick, I probably go Royce Freeman. I guess I, I think he was the first name that popped into my mind. Um, so I probably would have gone with Royce Freeman. Sorry, I also took him too because I had the next two picks. Okay, I had a Royce. I had the one point six and one point seven. I took Royce Freeman there. And then I took guys. Okay, so we would be taking guys. I think I think you have to. As I pull up my rankings here, I, I think Carry on Johnson's obviously the the other name at the running back position. Ronald that comes Jones up. as well. Ronald Jones too. Dynasty. Yeah. I don't think I would take okay. guys with the torn ACL. Yeah, no worries. Frank, would you take guys? I think it's very close. I don't think it's as much of uh, a slam dunk as you're making it out seem because for dynasty, like. There is pedigree there for Darius Geis. And I do agree with you in that regard. Like, if you're trying to compete this year, I'd probably take two running backs that can help me. But if you're closer to a rebuilding team and you're looking more down the road, if you wanted to use one of those picks on Darius Geis, I don't think I really have a problem with it. It also comes down to to roster construction. Like, if you need wide receivers, then you're pulling some guys up the board there too, like a DJ Moore or Michael Gallup. But I think in a vacuum, I'm probably going Royce Freeman- it's closer now between Ronald Jones and Carrion Johnson. I'd probably take Carrion Johnson. Yeah? Yeah, I think in a so dynasty. So. I think so, too. I yeah. think in the dynasty as well. I, I would also take um, Carrion Johnson. Um, speaking of Carrion Johnson, he was somebody that I was really hoping, um, as our draft unfolded on Saturday afternoon, that I would wind up getting. And instead, you grabbed Carrion Johnson um, in the sixth round. Are you just buying him at the hype that he's now surrounding him? I know you've been a Carrion Johnson guy before. First preseason game, uh, he certainly got a lot more people's radars. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in on Carryon Johnson. You know, I was talking to Florio about it after the draft. He said uh, I was surprised that you took Carryon Johnson over Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams also scored a touchdown in the first week of the preseason. But you know, similar to the Lions, I think there's a lot of mouths to feed with the Packers. Like while Jamal Williams is handling a lot of the early down duties, I think once Aaron Jones is there, I think it's going to be more of a committee approach. It could be you know one series for this guy, one series for Aaron Jones. We know Ty Montgomery is going to be used on third downs. I just think. Carryon Johnson, I, look, the more and more I think about it, I really like the Detroit Lions offensive line. I think they're going to be great this season. And I do think that while Jim Bob Cooter is still there, I think Matt Patricia coming in, I, I think they're going to be more of a balanced offense this year. So while LeGarrette Blunt is there, I, I'm not really worried about him. Like this team traded up in the second round to draft Carryon Johnson. He looked very good in that first preseason game. If you saw that run, that great run that he had where, you know, he, he bounced off a defender, made a spin move. It, ultimately, the run didn't count because there was a holding penalty, but he looked phenomenal in that game. I like the offensive line, balanced approach coming, uh, plenty of reasons to like on Johnson. Maybe he doesn't, you know, score too many touchdowns early on in the season, but I think before long, he's in, he ends up getting 15 to 18 touches a game. Maybe it's a couple of weeks into the season, but I'm not worried about years past with the Lions. I'm projecting forward, and I'm very excited about on. 
Kerryon Johnson, Jamal Williams, two names that went back-to-back in our draft. Now, Jamal Williams, I get why he's rising, especially in leagues where running backs are flying off the board. You're looking for a starter. With Aaron Jones hurt, I know he's back at practice. Ty Montgomery really seeming just like the PPR guy. Jamal Williams is the one that's running with the starters. He's getting the most snaps with the starters, and at least for the first two weeks, is going to be the starting running back. Are you buying the Jamal Williams hype as well? Yeah, like, I like this range that he's going in. In the sixth round, especially in a standard league, I think that's fine value. I know I just spoke about on Johnson over Jamal Williams, but I have these guys ranked back-to-back. Actually, back-to-back-to-back in my rankings, 28, 29, 30 in my standard is Crowell, on Johnson, and Jamal Williams. And I think they're all fine value in the sixth round. So I think you continue to get them there. Anytime you get a Packers running back in that Aaron Rodgers offense, there's going to be opportunities for touchdowns, again, worry a little bit about the committee there and personally I think Aaron Jones is the most talented running back but the team seems to be very invested in Jamal Williams right now so I think he's the guy um, but me personally I think Carrion Johnson has a little bit more upside that's why I have him uh, ranked one spot higher Greg. Uh, yeah, I, I also have them back-to-back in my rankings I think dude. I have yeah I carry on Johnson 27 and Jamal Williams 28. There you go. What do you got? What do you have? I have 28 is Crowell 29, carry on Johnson 30, Jamal Williams. That's so funny. So it's Crowell 26, Johnson 27, Williams 28 for me. So we're, we're kind of very close like that. We're in the, we're we're in the, the same range. Same range. Um, Who do you have Rex Burkhead? <laughs> that's so weird. I have 27. I have one spot ahead of Crowell. Rex Burkhead's one spot ahead of Crowell for me. He's we're on the same page. He's at number 25, yeah. All right, so who do you have ahead of Burkhead? We might as well just keep going now. Might as well. I have Marshawn Lynch at 24. I have Marshawn Lynch at 26. There you go. This is One weird. spot ahead of Burkhead. This is weird. Who do you have? So this is where we'll differ. At 23 is where we'll differ for me. Who do you have one spot ahead of Marshawn Lynch? J.J. J.J. Same. We didn't plan this. <laughs> this is weird. I got to keep going now. We do a lot of shows together. We do. All right. Who do you I have? know for a fact you don't have this next player. You have Lamar Miller? Right? You have Lamar Miller? Right? Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, oh, I have Lamar Miller in the 40s. Did I move him up? Did you no, move I him up? No. Even after his spry preseason appearance? I didn't. You didn't? No. Are you going to? No. No? No. You're just so out of Lamar Miller. I am. So, no, I don't know. So, Lamar Miller is one of those guys. So, we had, what, two guys differing there? So, Lamar Miller is one of them. I wonder who the other one is. Yeah, I have Lamar Miller at 24, and then I have Mark Ingram at 23. Yeah, so that's the interesting one. So I have to update these, though, because I'm going to end up dropping Ronald Jones a little bit. Same. So I, have, uh, I had Royce Freeman at 18 and Ronald Jones at 19. I might have to fix that. Um, I, have Mar- I have Mark Ingram at 29, and I kind of like that spot for him. Um, I, I, could, I was uh, playing around today. I may move him up a bit. Um, as of now, like I said, he's at 29. He's an interesting one, too. Yeah, Mark like, Ingram. Like, I mean, yeah. You're talking about you have him at 29. Yeah, I might drop him down a little bit just because that those first four games. Like normally, you want to yeah. get off to a hot start in fantasy football, and, and unless you start with maybe two running backs and you get Mark Ingram in the fourth or fifth round, then you could kind of swallow the blow. But you know, I do have him ranked ahead of some guys here who project to be the starters for their teams: Lamar Miller, J.H.I., Marshawn Lynch. So maybe I drop him behind those guys, but I do still like him in that like yeah. Late fourth, early fifth round range, especially in the uh, non-PPR standard. Yeah, in our flex league, Mark Ingram went the last pick in the fourth round. And after I, t- I think that's a good. I think that's a good value. I think that's perfect where he should go. Totally agree. So I chose Mar. I chose Marshawn Lynch over him mainly because I saw a hilarious interview with Marshawn Lynch. I was like, oh, this guy's invested. I'm in. Um, so <laughs> Come on, I- dude, the sixty-yard touchdown. So Dude, took, he looked fast on that play, man. He looks good. He looks in shape. And he good. plays himself into shape, too. So yeah. uh, I like Mark Marshawn Lynch just slightly better as it just raises the rankings. Slightly better uh, than Mark Ingram. I was hoping to get Ingram on the way back. Him or Royce Freeman, who, uh, it's funny, it was not PVR, so it was a little bit different. That's why I had Lynch. I took Lynch ahead of a Royce Freeman. Um, but 
I was hoping to get one of those two guys on the way back. And then Burkhead was the one that was there, and I just didn't pull the trigger. Rex Burkhead, we knew he would fly off the boards. Are you surprised to see him in our league go in the fifth? It's very early. Even in a non-PPR, look, the Patriots are going to be incredibly frustrating this year. Sony Michel, yes, he had the, the knees rain, but they use a the first-round pick. At some point, he's going to get some work this season. So fifth round for me, even in a non-PPR where you want the running backs, a little bit too early. I think Burke had more of a solid sixth-round pick, maybe in that carry-on Johnson, Jamal Williams range. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we reveal the draft order. We answer more of your calls at 844-843-6879. and give you more about the experts draft. Flex, stick around. More from your BFFs next. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. More than 25 grand on the line for its subscribers this NFL season. Entering paid contests on FanDuel and bringing you along for the free roll. Have the chance to win big this season along our CEO, Jeremy Stein, one of the only men who have won two separate million dollar prizes. Each week, we'll select lucky subscribers to sweat with us and split half the profits. No profits this week? All good. Your name gets tossed back in the hat the following week. Head to dailyroadercom slash sweat. And learn how to get in on the action and your share of $25,000 in action. DailyRoto.com slash sweat. You think we can get in on that? I, I mean, I'd like to put not put money in and have Jeremy play, and then maybe I win lots of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds accurate. I'm going to talk to him. I'm, I, down. I'm down for that as well. I'm, gonna, I'm, not even, I'm going to talk to him. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Before, we, before we do the ducks and the draft picks for the GSC draft, mm-hmm. should we ask people... Like, the way we pull the ducks out, I mean, should it go 1 to 12 or 12, 12 to 1? We're going 12 to 1. 12 to 1. We're going 12 to 1. This is the friends he did, and I wanna, I, they did it for GST 1. I thought yeah. GST 2 should be the same. Okay. Um, I think it's more, more drama. All right. Sorry if you disagree. No, no, I'm, no. I'm making, no I was just going to ask, because I know some people in the, who are watching right now are in the draft, so maybe they would have you know, an opinion on it. Yeah, I mean, someone's got to make the call. Someone's got to make the call. Got to make the call. That's but, why you're an executive now, Greg. And you're making the call too at eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. So before we get to the GST, we get to Stephen in Massachusetts. What's up, Steve? Hey, what's up, Greg? How you doing? I'm doing great, dude. What's going on? Uh, I'm doing good. I had a, a few questions. Uh, so with the Darius Geis injury, how far up uh, is Chris Thompson going to be pulled up in, in like the rounds as far as like ADP? Like, because uh, I have a draft w- w- probably within the next couple weeks, and I was just wondering how far up is he going to be on the board? And then I have another question if, if you have time. Yeah, we have time. So hang on one second. Let me get to Chris Thompson first. I think it's a great question and a fair question. And we dealt with this hours after, or really 24 hours after the Eric, after the Eric Young, after the Darius Geis news broke. And there's a non-PPR leak. And in our non-PVR league, Chris Thompson went in the early seventh round. In a half-point PPR, I have Thompson ranked as my... 
30th running back off the board right now. And I feel okay with him there. Frank? Yeah, I think where he went is appropriate. In the seventh round, he was drafted as the 35th, the 36th RB off the board, and I currently have him ranked as my RB 35 in standard, non-PPR, so I, I think that's appropriate value. Going in the early to mid-seventh round, I'm not pulling him up the draft board. A lot of people are going to say, oh, but Chris Thompson, look at what he did last year. He's going to be the starter. He's going to get all these touches. Remember, he is a smaller running back. He is a guy who he can't really operate with more than 10 to 12 touches per game, and I'm not going to predict or project him to be that way because he's been injury prone. He's already come out on record, said he might not be 100% until November. So I think 10 to 12 touches in that range, you get him in like the seventh round, maybe as your, your RB3 or your RB4 as your flex. I think that's appropriate value, but I don't think he gets more, much more than 12 touches a game, Greg. So, yeah, I, I agree. But where do you have him in your half-point PPR and your PPR? Or just, I don't care about PPR, your half-point PPR. So half-point PPR, I'm just looking at some names I might – Push him ahead of. He would be ahead of Sony Michelle. Um, he wouldn't be much higher. He's going to be in that 30 range. He's going to be, I think he's like a flex running back. Okay. I wouldn't want him as my RB3, maybe my RB4, but that's just me being picky. All right. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. Um, what's your other question, Steve? All right. So uh, I noticed that in my league a couple different times, that there's been like uh, some guys that have like bad seasons and some guys like they like take them away from their board. Like, um, you remember how, like, Melvin Gordon, like, uh, it was around the same time as Ty, uh, Todd Gurley came out into the league and he, he was doing his thing. And Melvin Gordon, like, everybody didn't like him. Yep. And then the, that following year, like, he had that breakout season. Yep. Like, I was just wondering, like, who are some guys that, like, had, like, bad seasons last year that, that uh, I, I might get for, like, a decent value as far as, like, if my uh, people that are in my league that might not consider, like, them on that board. I think so. Steve's two for two with questions today. I think it's a great question, yeah. right? We always say who's going to be this year's Todd Gurley, and, and him asking, listen, who's this year's Melvin Gordon? I think it's a good a good question too. And to me, there's one name who I don't necessarily like, but there's one name that obviously comes to mind. I think it's Joe Mixon. Yeah, I, I think, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I think Joe Mixon has that pedigree of a second round pick, an early round pick by the Chargers. That's yard per carry were down. That didn't get in the end zone nearly as much as we thought he would. Would it surprise anybody if he becomes this goal line guy that gets close to double digits? touchdowns that really turns it around but the yards per carry stay relatively low no i don't think it was it would and that's why joe mixon's going uh to the middle to late second round right now uh i don't know that he has todd Gurley potential but i think melvin gordon may be a better parallel to him the only thing i'll say about that which is annoying right now is that all the value in joe mixon is being sucked out of him which is so annoying you have to draft him in that mid to late second round right now you're like you're drafting him for what we expect to be his ceiling Is he going to perform like a first-round pick and end up in the first round next year? Yeah, there's always a chance, but I just think Gio Bernard's going to be involved there. Still some question marks with the Bengals' offensive line and their offense overall. I think he will be better for sure, but in the second round, you're really, really drafting him for his ceiling, or or that's what it feels like to me. I'll throw another name out there, someone who burned a lot of fantasy owners last year who they might just say, look, this guy's off my board, and it's Isaiah Crowell. You do have to worry with the concussion now, uh, see what happens for the rest of the preseason, but... Based on what we saw in that first preseason game, Greg, the Jets were using him in ways that the Browns never did. They lined him up outside as a wide receiver. He caught the ball, and he scored a touchdown on a very vicious play at the goal line. That's something you always have to worry about, Crowell, his running style. But I think that the Jets are going to use him in ways that we've never seen the Browns do. But to that point, did it concern you that Bilal Powell was the one that started that game, not Isaiah Crowell? I don't put much stock into that. I think, look, if you draft Isaiah Crowell... 
six, seven rounds later, just draft Bilal Powell if that's something that worries you, if you just want to handcuff the Jets' backfield. But I do think that they signed Crowell for a reason, and the way that they're talking about him in camp being able to catch the ball out of the backfield, to get him in the sixth, seventh round right now, I think it's great value. As we talk about these flex leagues, I, I do want to note uh, that Frank actually practiced what he preached. And, and I, I think you deserve credit for that because not people say a lot of stuff on these shows. Uh, you actually did it, right? You've been kind of on this Jordan Reed bandwagon uh, the entire summer thus far. You drafted Jordan Reed in the ninth round as tight and nine. You said, listen, I'm going to do it, and I'll just take Vernon Davis in the last round. Well, you took him in the second to last round, or third to last round, rather, um, and, and you nailed it. So you took Jordan Reed, you took Vernon Davis, you're going with it. Quarterback-wise, you waited. You took quarterback 10 off the board, Ben Roethlisberger, and then came back quarterback 13, two picks, uh, three picks later, and wound up drafting Patty Mahomes. So, again, really sticking your word there. Yeah, and I'm going to continue to talk about this. Look, if you don't end up with an elite quarterback or Andrew Luck, because I do like Andrew Luck a lot, but the way that the draft played out here is I waited on wide receiver. So Andrew Luck went at the 7-8 swing. He actually went to Michael Florio. I couldn't pull the trigger in the seventh round because I wanted Randall Cobb. I needed to continue to take some shots on upside wide receiver. But normally in the seventh round, I love that value on Andrew Luck. If I don't get him... I'm going to wait, and I'm going to pair one of these veteran quarterbacks with a high upside guy and hopefully play the matchups. It could be frustrating at times throughout the year, but look, this is how I won some championships last year. In the Flex League last season, I won the championship. My quarterbacks were Case Keenum and Jameis Winston come week 16. Uh, in my home league last year, my quarterback ended up being Ben Roethlisberger and Blake Bortles. So things are going to happen throughout the year, but you take a shot on an upside guy on Patty Mahomes, great weapons, and then Big Ben... To me, he's he's my QB five ranked right now, Greg. Like he he had amazing weapons last year, and they added James Washington to that team, and they still have a great offensive line. So I'm going to continue to do that with the quarterback position, uh, and then Jordan Reed. I took him over Trey Burton. I'm getting a little bit worried about Trey Burton now because they're they're talking up Adam Shaheen more and more. He was involved in that preseason game, uh, and I just think that there are a lot of mouths to feed in Chicago. So I still do like Trey Burton but I moved him down a little bit. I will firmly take Jordan Reed ahead of him and then just take Vernon Davis, last pick in the draft. I grabbed my quarterback in our flex league draft. I grabbed Cam Newton in the seventh. Um, Great value. I, I thought it was good value, exactly. I was just looking, seeing where the quarterbacks were going. I really, really like, I almost pulled the trigger on uh, Nelson Aguilar there. Given Alshon Jeffrey, we heard he may start on the pup list, which means Aguilar's going to be the top receiver in Philadelphia. I almost pulled the trigger there. I just... Felt like I just didn't want another wide receiver uh, at that point. Uh, there's no running back I really wanted. So I looked at the quarterbacks, and, you know, most of my, my top five were gone other than Cam Newton. Or Andrew Luck was still there. He was five. But um, I, I ran up grabbing Newton there, and I thought the value was good, and that's why I did that. Yeah, and I agree with what you did because, again, Cam Newton, for me, that's the end of a tier. Exactly. I think the top tier is those four quarterbacks. I agree. The way I have it ranked right now, Aaron Rodgers, I moved Tom Brady ahead of Russell Wilson. I'm worried about the Doug Baldwin thing right now. Okay. Uh, so I just dropped him one spot. I think Brady is a little bit safer. But Russell Wilson third, and then Cam Newton fourth. I think that in itself is one tier, and you got the end of the tier right there. I, I, I agree with you. All right, we got about uh, 10 minutes or so left. Uh, let's do the GST draft. Yeah. So the GST in general is a high-stakes league, as I, I was told, not an experts league. It is... Uh, like both. The best of both worlds, I best guess. Best of both worlds. At the GST, there's two leagues. There's an overall champion. Uh, we participated last year, all three BFFs, uh, and we made the playoffs, had an awesome, awesome run, uh, and unfortunately it came to an end. This year, we want more. All right, right. Greggy. So. You're opening up. You will be selecting. Open it up. All right, here we go. He's not looking. Not the looking. eyes are closed. The eyes are closed. Here He's we go. fumbling in there. This is it. Looks like Tiki Barber back this in the, the day. This is the number 12 pick. The number 12 pick in the GST2 goes to... The mailman, Ron Cafferty. 
The mailman. Right, I know Ron Cafferty was in here watching earlier right, on. I'll just, I'll just write this down. Hang on. There you go. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. All right, Ron Cafferty, congratulations. You have number twelve, which means at number eleven, we're using the ducks. We're spinning it live. Here we go. This is it. This is the per- this is the person right here that has number eleven, and number eleven, it's the Sven. Sven. All right. Who we participate against in the GST baseball draft, and I know he is a rock solid competitor who awesome. is in tough there league, man. every single season. This is a tough league, man. All right, we mix it up. We mix it up. We mix it up. Here we go. Number ten. This is it. This is number ten, and number ten in the draft goes to the closer, Chris Ventra. Ooh, wonder if he get Jimmy Garoppolo. At pick ten. I don't know. Ten overall is tough, man. <laughs> tough. What pick do we want, by the way, Greg? I don't know, man. I don't know. hope you didn't spin it too hard and the names fell off. If the names fell off, then whoever's left, obviously. Yeah, that would not be great. Actually, this name did fall off right there, whoever that is. See? So whatever that, whatever that name is, there's an empty duck. That's the one it is. Whatever. Sounds like someone didn't do a good job taping the I did the tape ducks. it. Here. Okay, you know what? I don't want to pick this one. Put, tape it back on. All right, I'll tape it back Tape on. it back on. I don't want to look. I don't want to look either. I don't want to look. We just noticed it came off, and we're all good. Mailman is 12. Sven is 11. I don't want to rip it, though. And Ventra is 10. It's our GST live draft, uh, August 25th, 11 a.m. Eastern time at the Greenwich Street Tavern. Uh, They're invited, right? Like, people come, yeah, out, absolutely. come down and hang out. If 100%. You, yeah. uh, home of the best buffalo chicken dip in the world. What? It is. Was I not supposed to see who? No, I don't. I don't, I don't you can see it because you're not picking it. Right. Just don't tell me who it is. I don't want to. I don't want to. It really you flubbed this one up. I flubbed it. I taped them all down. Yeah, well, you didn't do a very good job because now I can't get it out. All right, you got that. Don't tell right. me who it is. All right. And is this grab- the one? I don't know. No, that's not it. He's got to grab a duck that doesn't have a name on it. All right. Now, what did you do here, Greg? What do you mean, what did I do? I, I, I don't see a duck without a name. So one of them does. Oh, here we go. Oh. All right. All right. <laughs> don't, that, don't even tell me who it is. I don't want to know who it is. All right. All right. <laughs> all right, here we go. All right. I think we're back in business. Shovel them up. Here we He's go. He's probably going to mess up once again. but That'd be annoying. If we mess up one again, I'm just going to pick that guy right now. All right, here we go. No, don't. Don't? <laughs> is, that, is that us? Is it us? Yes, it is. Really? Yes, it is. That's hilarious. All right, here we go. At number nine, Billy Hayes here. Billy Hayes here, picking number nine. I right, wonder who Billy likes this year. I don't know. Find out. He'll let a couple us know. of weeks. He'll let us know. All right, Billy Hayes is number nine, which means at number eight, you get Frank Momola. That's not me. No, it's not. That's not. another Frank. Let's just keep rising, Frankie. Let's Come on, keep baby. Keep going, baby. Come on, baby. I really want to be top four at this point. I would like to be that. But instead, I think this is us, to be honest. It looks like it's retaped. No, at it's number not. seven, it's your BFFs. Well, at least I'm not, you know, I clearly didn't cheat. What? I, you suck at this, Greg. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wanted to be, I'm not top four in any draft I'm in, man. I gotta, Gosh, man. Sucks. I know. Pick seven? Who are we going to get? Well, we'll be picking right after Chuck, who is pick number six. Who the heck is Chuck? Truck, dude. Truck. Oh, truck. It's like Chuck. Who's Chuck? Maybe we can move up. Maybe we can trade draft picks and move up. Yeah. We'll shop. I mean, you'll, you'll I doubt play. anyone's going to want to give a top four pick for pick seven. Well, maybe they'll do it for pick five because that's Adam Ronis. Doubtful. Adam Ronis. Ooh, what are the odds that Adam Ronis... Nah, he's not going to do it. He won't take Saquon Barkley at five. Adam Especially Ronis. Especially in a full-point PPR, he'll take Antonio Brown. Are we going to get Saquon everywhere? Is that, am, I, am I getting Saquon everywhere? We're not going to get him at seven. You know? You think he was oh, maybe. We 
might. Oh, we'll get one of him or Kamara. Yeah, dude. That's fun. I All right. All right. Pick seven. Pick four is Brian Ambos. Big Brian. Brian Ambos at number four, which leads us to number three, top three pick. This player, Tammy Pardue. Good old Tammy. Which means either number one is either Chris Vaccaro. Oh, it's, this is so rigged. It's so rigged. If it was rigged, we would have had first pick. Yeah. <laughs> number two. Well, you were texting with Chris Vaccaro. I saw I you. was. Number two up. in the draft, CTM Baseball's Matt Modica. And there you go. Which means number one is the owner of the GST. The owner of the GST Chris gets Vaccaro. the first overall pick. Huh? Huh? How did that work out? And there you go. That is the order for our GST draft, Frank. I have zero top four picks all freaking year. No, I'm excited now because you reminded me that seventh pick in PPR is not bad. We're guaranteed one of Antonio Brown, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, or Saquon Barkley. And in PPR, that's beautiful. Do you want to be top seven, man? Oh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Man, it would have been great to be top seven. We'll get an elite wide receiver in the second round? Hopefully. Seven's where I want to be. Hopefully. Eh. Yeah, we'll at least get A.J. Green or Devontae Adams. Oh, this is going to be great. I have Devontae Adams. Oh, we're going to crush it, Greg. I don't want A.J. Green. No, I'm fine. Like, I, want, I agree with you. I have Devontae Adams ranked higher. Okay. But we'll get one of those. That, to me, that's like the end of that team. I'm going to be a little upset if we don't. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're, we're not getting Keenan Allen at whatever it is. Why not? Two, six. Can we trade down? <laughs> no, no. Because now, now I won't want to take one Barkley or Alvin Kamara. But I want Keenan Allen really badly. Do you realize I started my flex league draft, Devontae Adams and Saquon Barkley? The thing is... What position do you have to trade to to ensure that you get in and out? Probably 10. Probably so. Would you go, maybe we'll go running back? But the thing is, you know, guys fall. Like, you don't want to lock yourself into saying, oh, I want Keenan Allen in the second round, and then someone better falls, like a Michael Thomas, or, you know, maybe a running back like Dalvin Cook. And then yeah, we'll see. You end up taking that guy. We'll see. I just, I hope we don't, we don't, we don't wind up starting St. Quan and Devontae Adams the same way I started Flex. <laughs> That's all I'm looking for. That, is, that is annoying because. I've had a few of the same spots in best ball drafts, and I'm like, I don't want to start my best ball drafts the same exact way, but did you do if they're pick, your best players. Then did you do the whiteboard series pick seven yet? I'm not sure. I think someone was asking me to do five, which was no, what I was going to do today. Sounds like you'll be doing seven if you haven't done that yet. I might have done seven already. Well, if, I'm just saying if you haven't, you will be doing seven. You know what's funny? What? Um, I had pick eight in the flex draft over the weekend. Right. I went back to like watch my videos to see like, Hell, Who did I take yeah, yeah. When, I, when I had pick eight? And I haven't done eight. I think I did right around it. I think I'd done seven and nine already. Frank's whiteboard video. We've got another one coming out later today. We want to thank yes, you watch for watching the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Uh, the draft order is set for the GST. If you're coming out, we will see you on August 25th, live at the Grand Street Tavern. For Frankie Stample, my name is Greg Sussman. Thank you so much for watching the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We, we hope. hope.